Welcome to another episode of Indie Pioneers, a podcast by Cosmetics Design Asia. On this episode, I chat with the founder of Aussie brand Bay Eco. A former pharmacist, Christina shares her serendipitous experiences and passion for skincare, which all led to the creation of her brand. So Bayco is around about two years old, am I right? Yeah, that's right. So about two years ago. And that was after how many years of being a pharmacist? I worked as a pharmacist for over 10 years. So what? So I initially started off in pharmacy, worked with like a community pharmacy first, and then I moved on to pharmaceuticals and did a lot of research there. So I did medical communication. So my job there was to do research, to train up sales reps about the knowledge that I had, uh, to work with the marketing team, to make sure that they communicated the right information. So it was a really good experience for me because it gave me I think, my grounding for a lot of what I do in my skincare at the moment, mm-hmm. um, in terms of the research, the training, the you know working with the marketing team, all of that is really good training for me. How has your experience as a pharmacist influenced your perception um, on skincare? So as a pharmacist, you are trained to not really look at the brand itself. So when I pick up a box of medication, for example, or I never look at the brand name, I will always go straight to the ingredients list and say, okay, well, these are the active ingredients. These are your symptoms. Um, I know we can match it and I know you can get better because I'm matching the ingredients of what I know how it works to the symptoms that the patient is telling me. Um, and I think that's the same with skincare. So when I, um, when I pick up skincare, I, I actually don't look at brands. Um, before having my own brand, I would have multiple different brands on my, on my bathroom bench top um, because I would always look, go straight to the ingredients list. I check out what ingredients it has. Um, and then I would see what works and what doesn't work. And I'll pick um, products based on that rather than based, based on the branding. You know, when I was doing pharmacy, I remember when I was going through it, I thought, oh my gosh, this is such a boring course. Um, you know, we were learning chemical structures, we were learning statistics, and I'm like, oh my gosh, what is, why are we doing statistics? How is this ever going to help me? Um, but yeah, I was so wrong <laughs> because, you know, the statistics helps me to interpret clinical studies and, you know, or, or it's like really valuable information. So I'm kind of glad that I did do pharmacy because, um, that knowledge kind of it helps me in my personal life and you know it also helps me in my skincare because I'm able to help filter out information and give that information out to people. And... It doesn't sound like you entered into this line willingly. <laughs> well you know I chose pharmacy because my sister's a pharmacist. Um, I said to my sister I don't know what to do and then she said to me I oh, will do pharmacy and I didn't actually even know what pharmacy was. I didn't know that it was to do with signs. I didn't know that it had to do with medications, nothing. Because the, the draw card for me was she said to me, oh, you can work part-time one day. And I thought, oh, I really <laughs> like that idea. So for the next two years, um, my vision was to work part-time in pharmacy. Isn't that so stupid? <laughs> so how do you get from my goal is to work part-time to I think I want to launch my own skincare brand? You know, when I first started working in my early 20s, that was when you have money, right? And so I'm like, you know, people would go out and buy clothes or they go and buy, you know, whatever it was, you know, that, that they were passionate about. For me, it was always skincare. And, you know, and for me, for some reason in my early 20s, I was really obsessed with eye cream. And so I tried pretty much every single eye cream brand that was available at the 
And then when I was in my 30s, I kind of noticed that my skin was becoming more, like I was seeing more fine lines around my skin. And I thought, you know, I really need to understand this better. And I think because I was, I had the knowledge of pharmacy, of, you know, being a pharmacist, it was much better. You know, every time I picked up a, a product, the ingredients list was extremely long. So kind of the brands that I was using, when I looked at the ingredients, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's like over 50, 70, 80 maybe ingredients on the one product. Um, I can also see a lot of the ingredients are probably a, not, not necessary to, to put in there. I, I didn't feel it was. Um, I could also see some ingredients that I thought, I'm not really sure if this ingredient is actually that great for me to use on a long-term basis. So then what I did was I started looking into skincare that was more natural, um, but then every time I picked it up, I didn't feel very confident and I didn't see any sort of results on my skin. Um, bearing in mind, I'm like in my 30s, I'm actually hunting for something that's going to work in my, on my skin. I mean, my background is I like to find things that have evidence-based information. And so every time I searched a bit deeper into a, a, um, an active ingredient, I'm like, yeah, I don't really see much information about this. So I'm not really sure if it's going to work for me. Since that time, there are more and more natural skincare that's coming up that are better. There's more varieties of it. I still didn't find anything for me that I thought was going to be clean beauty and at the same time, functional and effective. Um, and so that's when I thought, you know what, I'm going to formulate my own skincare. Um, and I just wanted to create simple products that was easy to use. Um, at the same time, it had clinical studies to show that it works. Um, and I, it took us about three years to research and formulate it. I worked together with um, a formulations chemist. So my job was to research for active ingredients and his job was to put it together and to make it feel really nice. And since launching about maybe two years ago, um, it was, it's been really good to receive like reviews from people or feedback from people just telling us that, you know, that, that they're actually seeing results on their skin. I mean, this is why, that's just what we did, right? We, said, we spent years and years looking for um, ingredients and um, coming up with something that we thought was going to work for people. So it's really nice to get reviews back from people um, to say that they've, you know, really felt a difference for their skin and they're getting results. Uh, yeah, and so, and you know, our, our skincare is really clean. It's so clean that even a pregnant woman can use it. But yet, there should, you know, she should still be able to, to see results from it. Why don't you tell us a bit about the ingredients you use? So two key ingredients are green tea and kakupa. Now, green tea is a very simple ingredient. So I found that it worked really well. Um, taken internally and I also found a lot of studies that it works really well when it's applied to the skin and I think the reason why green tea is very effective is because it's a really fantastic antioxidant so it protects the skin really well um, and then we chose kakadu plum because kakadu plum is uh, only available in Australia and so we wanted something that was Australian based because we wanted people to kind of see the more relaxed atmosphere of Australia like I wanted to capture Australia in our product as well and so we chose kakadu plum because kakadu plum is also, it's got really, really high concentration of vitamin C. And when you put it on the skin, what it does is it does, it's very similar to green tea um, and it basically protects the skin. And the kakadu plum that we use in our skincare, it, they've done clinical studies on it and it showed uh, to improve 
um, skin brightening by 30% in 30 days. So, and then on top of that, what we do is we layer it with other ingredients that are evidence-based. So for example, we layer all our skincare that you apply to the skin, like so the, the day cream, night cream, serum, eye cream. Um, we use um, peptides, like different forms of peptides that we know work for different things, but we use peptides as um, our, our, one of our base ingredients because we know that these are, you know, we know that peptides for one is really good at preventing wrinkles. You know, all in all, what we're trying to do is, you know, when you use the skincare, then you'll see that your skin uh, should have more of a glow, it should have less wrinkles, and also feel more hydrated. And that's kind of the aim of our skincare. I know you said you don't care too much for branding, but I have to say you really nailed the, the packaging and the design for Be Eco. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, I think, I guess customers can't see what I see in terms of the ingredients, but packaging, you know, they, they want to, they, they've got to be able to feel it, touch it and be connected to it um, and speak what we speak through the packaging itself. What is the most exciting thing about being in the industry right now? Um, I think for me personally, I think it's, I meet some incredible people um, when I'm in this industry. I, I think I wouldn't, otherwise have met, met these people because, you know, working in pharmacy, pharmaceuticals. I mean, here, what I do is I get to meet great entrepreneurs and mentors around me. Um, recently, I um, met up with Ryan Channing. So Ryan Channing owned Black Skincare. You know, uh, you know he'd be somebody I, I probably wouldn't meet otherwise if I wasn't in this, in this business. We love listening to other people's story. I also get to train up people on skincare. It's something that I'm really quite passionate about. I, I really like to tell people um, more about skincare, not necessarily about my skincare, but just about, you know, how is it that they can understand their skin better and therefore uh, help them um, with their skin and how they can look after it better. I really enjoy this journey of being in, in this business. Um, there's a lot to learn. There's always new trends coming up as well. It's a very fast paced industry. Um, the landscape's always changing. Um, I think for me, always using what's evidence-based and what works and then following the trends of what people like um, and what people want with packaging and you know, having the right ethics about the environment. You know, I, I think all of this is really exciting and you know, I get to be able to contribute my input on these big issues that people have. You know? So it's, um, yeah, uh, it's been a really exciting journey for me. So, so what's next on your journey with, with Be Eco? Um, I th we're preparing to launch into the US market. So we've been planning for this uh, for a little while. I mean, with coronavirus, we might, might have to put, put it on hold for a little bit, but that's going to be just temporary. The US really excites us because, you know, there's so much, so much, so much opportunity there to let people know about our brand and to try it. Um, also, the US is really great at, supporting indie beauty brands they they really like trying new things and they like trying indie beauty brands and so you know we've been working on that for the last few months now uh, and we're also in the process of developing a mask um, I've been researching about that maybe for about oh, it's been a while now maybe six six to eight months now I've got I've got two different types of prototypes an overnight mask and a sheet mask both of which I really really love but I only want to launch one <laughs> so Maybe, you know, maybe your audience can let me know, let us know and see what they actually prefer. Do they prefer to put an overnight mask or do they prefer to use a sheet mask? Um, a lot of um, how we do kind of 
um, track through our, our brand is to actually listen to customers and to listen to our audience and see what is it that they like, what is it that we can offer to them. Yeah. The issue with sheet masks, I find personally, is that it's a single-use disposable, so it's not very environmentally friendly. I know, exactly. That's right. That's another thing, right? So, whereas an overnight mask doesn't really have that sort of issue. Mm-hmm. I've never really been a fan of sheet masks because I can't stay still for 10 minutes. I'm very fidgety and I don't really have much time. So I just prefer to apply cream or gel or whatever and just go about my day. I also don't like sheet masks myself personally. (laughs) Only I just, I don't have time. But, you know, maybe for someone else it's different. I just like something simple. That's all I want. Simple and effective. Because I guess that's what our brand is. So I'm actually very more towards the overnight mask. um, And we've developed something that I'm probably 80% happy. Um, there's still 20% we need to tweak, but it works really well. It's been like I've been, it's been, I've been really happy with the performance of it. Um, but it's just sort of still in development stage at the moment. And uh, yeah. Well, I'm very excited to see what you finally decide on. Yeah, yeah. So we're still, I mean, it's still all early phases at the moment, but um, something that we're looking to just constant, like constantly researching, constantly working out what to do next and uh, where to go. And that's what I love about this, you know. It's really exciting. Christina, thank you so much for joining me today. I- oh, you're welcome. And thanks that's for taking the time out. It's too. always lovely to speak to you. I love speaking to you too. This has been Amanda for CosmeticsDesignAsia.com. Join me again for another episode of Indie Pioneers to learn more about the amazing people behind Asia Pacific's beauty brands.